just here for the beer. Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tapped that keg. I'm just here for the beer. He's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Indeed, we welcome you to the fabulous city of Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, as we do a dedicated beer show. I'm Joe Leary, along with Rick Mohabir of Just Here for the Beer Limited at JHFTV, where you can check us out on social media, Just Here for the Beer on Facebook. And you can also go to Spotify, Apple Playlist. There's a variety Google, of... Google, anywhere you get variety, your... Pay. Exactly. Variety of sources to listen to previous episodes. But today, it's all about Poco and what is going on. We will talk to the mayor, Mayor Brad West of Pork Coquitlam, as well as some of the great breweries that inhabit this area. And we're broadcasting from North Pop Brewing at 570 yes, Sherling Place in the Fremont Village. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Just Here for the Beer. Part of our touring of the area's... The, the, the great neighborhoods, because, Rick, we have done this show almost 11 years. It's 11 years next month. Next month, correct. And what has changed is that places that were like flat land and trees and sticks are now <laughs> thriving communities, <laughs> and there's beer everywhere. Uh, and we introduce you to Phil Servey, who is one of the co-owners of North Paw Brewing, Christy Isaac, who is the head brewer and uh, special appearance, we might actually actually hear from Bowen, who is sitting on Christy's lap. <laughs> Young Bowen, and not the fir- first child we had on the show was Sam Payne from Parkside. His, That's right, his, with his, Jackson. His, with Jackson, and he was eating the mic the entire time. So we're hoping that doesn't happen. Phil, first of all, you just recently celebrated three years. Um, take us back to three years ago because you were the first brewery in Port Coquitlam. What was the what was the mindset between you and Courtney Brown that you sat down and you said, you know what, I think we're going to throw down some bucks and we're going to do something in Poco? Well, it was, uh, for me anyways, we didn't start together, I'll be perfectly honest. I came on board a little later, but I was here for opening day. Um, but it was really um, about a love of beer for myself, but also um, I felt with Courtney's experience in marketing that uh, this offered a great opportunity for me at the time. I was kind of trying to transition out of one business into this, and it worked out really well. And, uh, you know, haven't looked back. So. And, and you knew that there was no, well, I mean, there's always a downside. There's always risk. Well, but, always but, risk but, yeah. but you knew that beer was just blowing up. So it's not as if, right. well, people in Port Coquitlam aren't going to get craft beer. They, everybody seems to get craft. But there was, you were the first here, and, and, uh, and are you now, well, I won't say uh, surprised, but it's, isn't it kind of impressive to think there are six breweries today in Port Coquitlam? Yeah, it is kind of mind-boggling because uh, when we started, Taillight opened up shortly after, within a few weeks, and there was nothing else that we were aware of on the horizon. Yeah. And so to have four more added over three years uh, is pretty impressive, I think. And, and, and Poco seems to want to lap it up. Rick, we were, uh, again, three years ago, because I remember we were in this building before Pre, it, yeah. it, it launched. And I think that their capacity was kind of slashed in half. We're going to talk to right. the mayor later on in the show. Correct. And I, I know that the Mayor Brad West is very progressive thinking and forward thinking, which is so, so vital. But um, it, it's amazing to think that three years later, we came out, it, it, literally, it was, a, it was a, a lengthy journey from us to come to Port Coquitlam. Now, 
it's a destination. It's crazy. And I think that you're going to see that more and more as, as we, you know, as we've done our neighborhood shows throughout the lower mainland. I think as these places start to to increase in terms of, of residential, these, these quote unquote amenities, right, are, are going to definitely start to to creep into to the neighborhood. And I think it also adds, right, because it's a family oriented. I mean, obviously, Christy's got her little one here. Yep. We came in earlier. There was another. Um, another family that was in here with another little one like you know i'm a dad as well if i could bring my kids here and keep them occupied with a board game or whatever hell why not well it looks like bowen is scrambling a little bit so let's bring <laughs> christy into the equation christy isaac is the head brewer uh wow to be responsible for brewing beer and being a good mom I mean, that's, that's that's a lot of work right there isn't it a little bit of balance in uh, the last 17 months for sure. <laughs> so okay we've had you on the show we've had north paul on the show a number of times before um, but remind us, okay, so w w are you a local? Did you want to be part of the Poco beer scene? What's, what is your background? I think it just naturally f fell into itself. I'm from Langley. Um, yeah. I went to the KPU program. Again, yeah, KPU, yeah. And in all honesty, we had a, a brand-new liquor store open up in, in Langley. I tried a North Pot beer, never had heard of it before, and... Uh, Really, really enjoyed it. Went back and did multiple purchases. Uh, and serendipitously, we had a puppy at the time, and yeah. I used to take him down the street to puppy daycare and yeah. happened to notice that North Paw Brewery was right here. So, of course, stopped in, asked a bunch of questions, met Courtney, yeah. um, explained that I was a, a, a aspiring brewing student yeah. and he invited me in he said come on up, come on in and for, you have come you on in for a brew and, and you have not looked back since no now phil uh i think the last time we had you on the show if i remember correctly it was about a year ago it was our probably it was our, it was yeah our tenth, richmond our i think 10th anniversary yeah. show in yeah, richmond yeah. yes yeah so um and a lot has developed and transpired in, in that last 12 months yeah. or so um north paw how, how did you fare and and did you find, like we've found in so many situations where the neighborhood, the locals were so supportive of yeah. supporting local? Yeah, no, it, it was actually quite um, pleasing for sure to see the locals come out almost uh, more so when they could, obviously. There were times when we were completely shut down and that was horrible, but it, they, they really did uh, rally around. And once we got this patio, we had a variation of this last year, but once we That's got right. this in the spring this year, made a massive difference, you know, we... A lot of people say to us, this is the best patio in Poco. <laughs> it's just, just is what it is, but it looks great. It feels good. What's amazing is that what was once parking lot is now patio, and everybody's yeah. cool with that. I mean, you know what? Yeah. And I think that the, the whole support local is, is almost a badge of honor yeah. for, for people that, yeah. that live in the, in the local vicinity sure. to come out and say, like, you know what? I am supporting local. I understand where this money is going to be spent. I understand that they're going to support our community when we need, you know, the soccer team needs needs jerseys yeah. or the yeah. hockey team needs yeah. you know all exactly stuff. all of those things right so you know even for me living down in out in richmond and down in the Stevenson village we do the same thing right and it is almost for me it's almost a badge of honor yeah absolutely and then we could really feel the community when it's all you know unfortunate things started they they really rallied around us so it was yeah great. It was really good. uh christy what is what's good what's brewing at uh, north pop brewing these days well, everything's good. Let's, let's, let's start. That's, that's yeah. the base. Yeah. That's the base right there. But what's what's kind of new on on the menu? What well, are you What are you particularly leaning towards these days? We just released our, our Mexican lager. That's a staff favorite mm -hmm. here. And I notice a lot of glasses going around right now. Um, we have our creme de la creme series. Uh, we've released the first of the creme de la creme series, uh, which is our lavender cream. Mm -hmm. 
that's available now. We've got a bunch of fall beers coming up. Of course, mm. the, the Marzins. We have the uh, Dunkel. We've got a couple of Imperial uh, Stouts on the board coming up. And then we also did the collab with Mountain View out in Hope. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. 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 Talk about that one. What's, what's going on with that one? What did you do? What did we do? Yeah. We did a Weizenbach. Uh, a Weizenbach. Yeah, so okay. you're going to get some some of that delicious sort of Hefeweizen, banana-y clove, but in a dark beer. Nice. Yeah, keeping with the, you know, the time of year, the seasonal sort of German brewing spirit. You know what's amazing? That nobody can see this, but it's a real juggling act. Oh, <laughs> no, actually, you know what? And again, speaking as a dad, he's doing pretty he's good. Doing, he's, he's doing, doing pretty doing, good. He's doing extremely well. But you know what, Bowen? Bowen, you're too young to know this, but one day, Mommy's going to play this for you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Remember she's that gonna go, toy. Does, does Bowen want to say something? Does he want to say hello? Can you uh, say hi? Hi? Oh, no, he's full no. of his... Oh, his now he's shy. Now he's shy. Yeah. He's too busy squirming. No, but that's a, that's a great balance again. So uh, remind people where North Paw Brewing is, Phil. We're at uh, Unit 2150, 570 Sterling oh. Place in Poco, right behind the Walmart in uh, Fremont area of Poco. Excellent. Well, belated congratulations on the third anniversary. I trust all went well, or as well as can go during a pandemic. Yeah, it, it actually did go really well because we were able to use the whole parking lot area. Oh, and, nice. And this patio, we really extended it for that day and got a lot of people out. So well, well, we're going to talk to the mayor. We're going to make sure that this becomes an annual tradition. We'll come out and do the show. Maybe we'll time it around your fourth anniversary next year. Maybe do something in the parking lot. Sounds good. Phil Servi and Christy Isaac, thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio is presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. With 25 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan, BC's premier liquor shopping experience is something for everyone. Why choose between assortment experience when you can have both? Every Angry Otter Liquor location has a trained team and a vast curated selection of the best beer from your neighborhood to the province. Check out Angry Otter Liquor on Facebook, Instagram, or angryotterliquor.crs for a list of locations. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something fresh, come and see me. It's never too late for a change, a fresh start, a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or a complete makeover, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown. Or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Welcome back to Just Here for the Beer Radio broadcasting on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 1035 FM HD3. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir of Just Here for the Beer. You can check us out at JHFTB on social media platforms. You can also stream us through Spotify and other 
Google Other Plus, sources, Google Apple, Plus, you name yep. it. Every day. We're broadcasting from North Paw. We are focused on the Port Coquitlam beer scene. And let's, ladies and gentlemen, nice hand of applause yes. for Mayor Brad West. Welcome to the show. Uh, I, I know that Mayor's schedules are hectic, so I appreciate you taking some time. And I guess that probably beats some of the alternatives you could be doing today, correct? Absolutely. A pleasure to be here. And I have to say, you know, I didn't have to exactly be dragged out of City <laughs> Hall kicking and screaming. To spend a Monday afternoon at uh, one of the best breweries in Poco Absolutely. and the province. And, and it's funny you should say one of because there was known, there was no brewing scene four, five, six years ago in Port Coquitlam. And now there's a scene. I think uh, at, at your count, how many breweries are in this area now? Six breweries now. Six breweries. And this sprung up, in like North Paw just turned three. Three, yeah. So this sprung up. And, and North Paw was the first. North Paw yeah. was the first. So were, were you or are you and do you continue to be a proponent of seeing these types of businesses spring up? Because it really does give a sense of neighborhood more so than anything. Absolutely, very much so. And uh, when I got elected mayor, I actually said that one of my priori priorities was to to support the burgeoning uh, craft beer scene in Port Coquitlam and, and to, in many ways, just get the city out of the way. Uh, because quite often, cities want to get in the way of creativity and things <laughs> happening. So what did we do? I, I still tell this to people. My very first act as mayor, we doubled the seating capacity of the breweries from 25 to 50. Uh, and so we've done a number of things along the way. We've extended their hours. We've made the process to set up much more simpler. Uh, we've allowed for the patios. We've done these things to really let the, the creativity w run wild. And our community loves it. It adds so much energy and vitality to, the, to Port Coquitlam. And it appeals to, you know, demographics right across the spectrum in our city. And, you know, myself as a young parent, like quite often on a weekend, we'll get together, my wife and I, with other yes. uh, parents. And we'll bring the kids and we'll come to one of the breweries. And, uh, and it's a great sort of social interaction. Um, and I'm always running into people here who give me a thumbs up and say, hey, what the city's done here has been awesome. Mayor West, can some of that be attributed to some of that old school mentality where, you know, people here brew brew pub, brewery, they kind of have that, you know, there's going to be overconsumption, there's going to be police calls, there's going to be this, that, and the other. And I, I'll let you speak to this, but I think the industry as a whole during the whole pandemic has proven that that is not the case. You're, you're totally right. And when we were first going through the process of setting it all up, you know, I remember hearing all the doomsday scenarios, right? Uh, people are going to be hammered and they're going to be stumbling all over and they'll be leaving garbage and it'll be a nightmare for traffic. And, and, you know, every possible thing that you could think of going wrong, people were saying that's what's going to happen. You know, and I take this kind of perspective on, on all the things we do. If you let the doomsday d scenario dictate, you'll never do anything. You're correct. And we trusted the people who were coming forward to say, I want to open a brewery. They're all excellent people, responsible people, want to do things the right way. Uh, and we knew they would, and they have. And it's been so successful, and people love it. People love it in the community. They love the Pocos becoming known as an area for excellent craft beer. Uh, and, you know, also a, quite a compact city where you can get from one brewery to the next fairly quickly. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, there's a real experience here, and I encourage people to come and check it out. Well, it's important you mention that, Mayor West, because, again, this isn't, you know, we're not talking Smoky Joe's Bar and Grills here. We're talking about neighborhood, you know, locals, for lack of a better term. And they do sort of encourage families, and they these are all good operators that police themselves well. 
and the kind of crowds that they're attracting are here for, like, there's babies in the room right now, okay? I mean, you're not seeing that in, in Smokey Joe's Bar and Grill or, or whatever. But it's, it's really sort of given a sense, and, and again, rather than leave the area, if you can live in this area, and I can't believe how much population growth has been in Port Coquitlam, it's kind of nice to have something a block or two away that you can Uber to or walk to. Oh, absolutely. It's been a huge success. Uh, again, being able to have this right at your front doorstep locally has been super attractive for people. We've got young families moving into the city you know, er every day. Uh, and we all know what's happening with real estate out there and people are looking further and further east uh, for a place to uh, have a decent home. And Port Coquitlam is a place that I think is attracting a lot of young families. We've got a lot of positive things happening in this city. We're building a brand new state-of-the-art community center, which is just about to have its grand opening. Uh, there's amenities here, unparalleled access to nature and to trails. And, you know, Poco's a great place to be. And also, one of the very few cities in Metro Vancouver that you can come and get your favorite craft beer and take it over to one of our parks and enjoy it y yeah, with your that, family. And that's, that's an important designation. Now, you said six breweries exist in Port Coquitlam. As we sit here September of 2021, what's the, what's the future look like? So we have a number of other breweries uh, that are interested in setting up. We have uh, at least two that have gone through the, the city process and will be you know, opening soon, hopefully, as they uh, work through their own process. And, and you know, our door is open, and, and we hear from a lot of folks who want to come and be a part of it. And the great thing about uh, all of our breweries is uh, the camaraderie. Uh, you know, they don't view each other as competitors who you know, have to be undercut. They view each other as, as partners to create something really special here. And I think that they've done a phenomenal job. And, you know, that is one of the things that's really distinct about breweries in general and, and the ones in Port Coquitlam. Uh, they're so involved in the community. Uh, you know, we're here in North Paw. I think about North Paw has been so involved with the Poco Firefighters Association. But I could go through every single brewery, uh, whether it be uh, Taillight or whether it be Patina, uh, whether it be uh, Boardwalk, whether it be Tin House, you know, all of them. Uh, are very much involved in the community, supporting charitable causes, uh, and you know it's just a fantastic thing. That's the type of business we want to have. I wonder how city. many breweries are cranking a white snake right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I would be remiss, Mayor West, if I did not talk about that other Mayor West that uh, we've all come to know and love from Family Guy. How often do you get bugged about that? Uh, usually <laughs> only <laughs> once <laughs> or twice a day. Uh, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, I'm 36 years old. I grew up watching Family Guy, uh, and uh, at least you, you got a sense of humor yeah, about you, you it, right? Gonna, I mean, you, it's so easy to uh, yeah. take that a little personally. Right? You know, but. I like it. I actually—it's uh, a badge of honor. Uh, my buddies from hockey and stuff yeah. like to give me a hard time about, it, but sure. uh, I usually have one of his best lines ready to... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going to use family guy no, lines right no. now. No, 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 well, I'll tell you what, Mayor, in all sincerity, these types of shows are incumbent upon people like yourselves, either BIA people or tourism people or councilmen's, council members that see this and want to promote the industry. And we're so grateful that you gave us a you know a hearty two thumbs up. Thank you very much for your time and continued success to you and your council, which I hear y'all get along real nice. That's really good to hear. We have great stuff happening in the city. Again, I invite people to come check us out. Uh, it's a great time to be in Park Coquitlam and a bright future. And La thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mayor Brad West. Brad West. Congratulations. Cheers. Cheers. 
I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. I'm with real estate advisor Alex Jobson of Sutton Group, West Coast Realty. Alex, how's the market these days? It's complicated. There is a low supply of certain product out there, and we see that things are going to be picking up in the fall. Now, we've come through a pretty uncertain time given the pandemic. We don't know what the future holds. Is it too early to make a prediction where you think the real estate market goes for the bulk of 2021 and into 2022? I think every realtor is a little gun-shy in telling what the future holds. I think that, again, the fall market will be a busy market. Just depends on the product that you might be looking to buy or sell, and that's why you need to talk to a professional. And he is a professional real estate advisor, Alex Jobson of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Check him out, citytosuburb.ca. Feeling strong and fit is an important element of life, but sometimes people forget to take advantage of maintaining it. That's where I come in. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training, located in the Sandman Hotel, downtown Vancouver. In just two or three visits a week, I can have you in great shape and the top of your game. Book an appointment and check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout in as little as 60 minutes. Visit my website tsquaredvancouverpersonaltraining.com or find me on Twitter at tsquaredpt. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is another in our dedicated neighborhood shows. We are in the neighborhood of Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. Yes. What a great beer scene. Joe Larry along with Rick Mohabir from Just Here for the Beer Limited, justhereforthebeer.com, at JHFTB on social media. And you can also uh, stream earlier versions, previous versions, episodes of Just Here for the Beer. Correct. You can go onto our yes. website at justhereforthebeer.com. There's a podcast page, and you can download us from, I think, like the last easily seven years. Yeah, you can run, but you can't yeah, hide. Exactly. Just for the beer. <laughs> and we are broadcasting from North Paw Brewing in Fremont Village in Port Coquitlam. Ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce Goldwood Chan, who is the head brewer, and Brittany Lang, who is the general manager yeah, of Taylight yeah, yeah, Brewing. Yeah. Taylight Brewing. Again, one of the many jewels in the crown that is the Port Coquitlam beer scene. Uh, Goldwyn, you're no stranger to the show. We've had we've had you on before. Yes. Yeah. The last time we had you on, there was nothing called COVID nineteen that was uh, in our in our view. Was it even a wasn't like even wasn't a even thing? thing. Yeah. Wasn't a thing. Uh, so obviously you fared well. Yeah. You've you've come out of it okay. Um, but it sort of gave an opportunity, I think, for all of the breweries, as we often talk about, to find other ways to continue business, whatever you have to do to maintain. City councils need to be supportive. Municipalities need to be supportive. How, how did Taylight fare? You know what? Actually, Brittany is probably best uh, equipped to answer this question as our general manager. Oh. Okay, Brittany, then. the microphone <laughs> is yours. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
the city in itself has been super supportive yeah. of us, the brewing community in Poco throughout the entire thing. So we've been really, really grateful for that. Uh, Brad West has definitely hopped on mm -hmm. a couple of phone calls with us, seeing like, what can he do mm -hmm. to help us, to support us, get us through? Um, and I mean, I guess the biggest thing was just to keep our doors open. Um, to allow people to come mm -hmm. in and drink beer on our patio or get a patio. I think that was like one of the biggest things that he helped us and all of POCO to do is yeah. to pass the permit of um, allowing municipalities in at least POCO to have uh, a beer. Without so. it sitting on some, you know, bureaucrat's mm -hmm. desk for days and weeks totally, and months yeah. and years. Well, and what, it went what that by was quickly. It, did, yeah. it was like did within, it, it was within yeah. three weeks yeah. and we were like, all right, we got the okay go and we were able nice. to do it through the... Yeah, everybody. And it, so that was really lovely. And then I guess the second thing that he did that was great was the pilot project for drinking in the parks. The parks, mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with our location, but we're in the industrial park just off of the Mary, Mary Hill Bypass. So we have um, Peace Park right across from us. So that was really lovely. And that has, it wasn't the first year that drinking in the park was allowed. It was the second year that it became an extension of the pilot project. So that is still an ongoing pilot project. However, it's helped so many people be able to just have gatherings well, there. Well, I think what's important to note, though, Brittany, is that, um, you know, when you say drinking in part, it's responsible, you know, consumption. consumption. Exactly. Yeah, you're not sitting there with a six-pack no, just no, pounding no, no. them back, okay? No, no. It was, yeah, this yeah. was meant to be, like, yeah. some sort of bridging a gap of having a safe gathering outside during a mm. pandemic yeah. where nobody was able to gather indoors and we're able to enjoy a beer outside safely with everybody else. So Goldwyn, one of the overwhelming things that I've noticed from uh, when you talk to people about how you fared during COVID or during the peak of it, I should say, um, you, I don't know how big your brew team is, but mm -hmm. you were probably extremely busy because you just kept making beer because the public was just so considerate in terms of helping out local business. Yeah, so during the entire time, I guess, we, the first couple of months, we had, to, we had to slow her down. But after that, we brought everybody back on. It was like uh, myself and, uh, well, I was in the entire time. But Riley, we had to bring him back in. And, and then uh, we also had our, uh, um, our, our delivery team come back in so that we could uh, get everything back out there and, and continue, uh, you know, delivering and uh, uh, sending uh, just meeting meeting yeah. demand yeah absolutely the man, and, yeah, and I think Joe I mean we've always used that term and everybody is beginning to hate it but pivot oh, right yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. had to kind of turn we don't, on we it. don't use that word yeah anymore. everybody <laughs> had to kind of turn up turn on a dime and, and reimagine how to do business mm -hmm. how do we get our product in front of the consumer and you know a lot of guys didn't have the the um, economic fortitude in, 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 enabled to buy a, a canning line, right? So it wasn't always being able to do package products and get it out into liquor stores and whatnot, right? They kind of depended on that whole support local, and, and hopefully growler fills were part of that. Hopefully the package program that you guys had was, was, a, was able to keep up with that. Yeah, and I mean, like, one of the biggest things is, like, we can't thank our community enough for all the support yes. that they gave us. Like, I am sure that we can speak on behalf of all of the POCO community. Like, uh, we had regulars that were coming in weekly buying flats off of us. They're not that heavy kind of drinker, you know? But they were dropping it off to other people that they knew that were in need. And, like, they wanted to create that kind of, like, we're here and we're in the same boat and this is a shared experience. And I think that the biggest thing for us was, like, how can we help our customers, like, progress in this situation? Although, yes, we are a private company. We want to make, like, our first and foremost thing here was, like, we are part of the community. I mean, like, how do we... 
how do we support one another? Yeah, so. I think that's important because e even if they, they did it because they didn't want to drive great distances, but they at least were going, well, I need beer or I need this or I need that. Let's let's try the local people. And so there's it's only a, it's only a win in that respect because if you've got one new customer that you wouldn't normally have got, then it's a win. So let's talk about Taillight Brewing and the beers, Goldwyn. This is this is your department. What um, I'm drinking your IPA. This is this is damn fine, damn fine. Oh, you actually got the juicy IPA. I got Sorry, the juicy one. I uh, I thought I got you the uh, the freight hop. No, but yes. I'm not even a juicy guy. Like yeah. I I like the traditional IPA. I, Rick, <laughs> Rick laughs at me because we've been doing this show almost 11 years. I couldn't stand an IPA 11 years. He went from a lager pilsner drinker. <laughs> yeah, now he was yeah. a hop head. Now all yeah. of a sudden he's into the sour. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, I I think. Joe's progression in this is just commensurate with, with our general public's yeah. progression yeah. in being able to try and understand and, and appreciate different styles of beers that, that our brewers are putting out. That's exactly what I like. What we're seeing and what we're hearing back from our sales team, and they're telling us, okay, so what, peop what, what, what do people want? What do you want me to brew for you to sell? And they tell me it's either a sour or an IPA or something that's kind of interesting that's kind of slightly different i i personally love my ipas and so you're drinking the i'm juicy and i know it new england uh ipa and it's you know packed full of passion fruit dragon fruit um there's a little peach and some pineapple in there uh, i think there's also mango in there so it's got some it's got a lot of a lot of fruits going on but very tropical very uh drinkable not not amazingly bitter actually by BJCP standards, I come in under the IBU range that they prescribe. But IBUs, that's not really what matters. It's what matters in your mouth. Mouth, and yes. You can, I can say, yeah, sure, it's 33 IBUs. But when you taste it, you know that there's more than that type of amount of hops in there. And right? for that first-time listener that does not know what IBU represents? International Bitter Unit. Okay. And, and there's a whole science behind it. It's actually... The parts per million um, iso alpha acid in solution. Oh, way too sciencey already. But here's the thing: I'm going to compare yeah. it to the YouTube series Hot Ones. Okay, so um, the Scoville units in terms of heat on mm. on a pepper is it? It's kind of comparable to that in terms of the bitterness of the of, of the, the hops of the hops, right? Well, so I mean, uh, IBUs is when you're when you're able to isomerize the the ice, the alpha acids into iso alpha acid, which is what the calculation was meant to do. But there's also other contributing factors to quote unquote bitterness, uh, which is also You're oxidation. Getting an education here, Mr. So, Larry. Pay, pay attention. Uh, pay I'm, attention. In I'm in science class <laughs> so, right now. Yeah. I was like, he's a chemist, so this, <laughs> so, is, this is it. So just to kind of break it down, simplify it a little bit here, Goldman. Those alpha acids are what is considered part of the flavoring that gives the bitterness in, the in, bitterness, a, in a beer. Yeah. Apparent right. bitterness is what it's uh, what it's uh, representing. Uh, representing. Exactly. So technically, when you look at a beer, and, and I love your labels for this because you've listed your IBUs, you've listed all the different hops, et cetera, et cetera, that, that are in here. Technically, the higher the IBU, the more bitter a beer is. It will be more bitter, yes. Um, so so a lot of people, when they look at that, they, they, they tell themselves, oh, yeah, it's, so, it's more bitter. That means they put more hops in it. But that's not, not necessarily, necessarily true. true. Correct. You could have a zero IBU beer, fully dry hopped, and you'll still get some good bitterness, which is which is coming from the uh, another source. 
but you'll get the lovely aromas. So now when you start coming hops. up with all of these different recipes, what what pushes you, what guides you? Is it strictly what's going on in the sales team, the outside sales team, or is it what's going on in the brew, uh, in, in your tasting room? So I, we actually do find that the tasting room and the, and the back house sales widely vary. When I brew a beer, I, I think about it to myself. What do, what do I want to drink? <laughs> also, and then I also talk to our team and we're like, hey, what do you think of this? I kind of want to make this because I want to drink it myself, but will it sell? And if it doesn't, it doesn't pass that, that, that piece test. where they're like, you know, I don't want to drink it, Goldwyn. You're not making that beer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not make that beer. I'm going to move on to round two, next idea. Run it by the wife. Hey, you think I can do this? And then I'll talk to my team. And then we'll move it on to the sales team, and we'll, we'll go through a bunch of brackets before uh, I, I do something. But at the same time, I have to be confident that once I decide on that idea, idea. Right. I have to be able to, to deliver. And then I will, I will pass it to the next step to, to see if they can move it. And if I don't, then, okay, fine, we'll go back to the drawing. So, ladies and gentlemen, so. that is the short science <laughs> version <laughs> of how it comes up you, with, you, with you, a recipe. You will be yeah. tested on this. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the uh, Brittany Lang is the general manager of Taillight Brewing. Goldwyn Chan is the head brewer. And where do we find you location-wise? How do we find you on social media? Uh, at Taillight Brewing on Instagram. T-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. Yep. Taillight Brewing. Brewing. Yep. On Instagram and, on Instagram and Twitter. And Facebook and, and Twitter. Facebook, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and then we are located uh, Unit 402, 1485 Coast Meridian Road, um, just off of the Mary Hill Bypass. I, uh, whereabouts are we there? Kitty Corner to the RV Meridian, right? Now we're getting yeah. hyper specific. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Uh, and Kitty Corner uh, into Peace yeah. Park. <laughs> and, Google and Maps, if, people. And if you, Google uh, Maps. If you head into Taillight Brewing, Bring your notebooks and uh, talk a little science with uh, Goldman Chan. It's, uh, you know what? You should meet Nick Nazarek from oh, Strathcona Brewing. I do. I do. Okay, I have met him. He's you a guys, great guy. I would love to see that science. But, oh, that yeah. science had a that great nerd off meeting. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like the Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Ready, <laughs> one. Uh, Ready yeah. one. Yeah. Love thank you so much. Cheers. 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 Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. I'm just here for the beer. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. I'm with real estate advisor Alex Jobson of Sutton Group, West Coast Realty. Alex, how's the market these days? It's complicated. There is a low supply of certain product out there, and we see that things are going to be picking up in the fall. Now, we've come through a pretty uncertain time given the pandemic. We don't know what the future holds. Is it too early to make a prediction where you think the real estate market goes for the bulk of 2021 and into 2022? I think every realtor is a little gun-shy in telling what the future holds. I think that, again, the fall market will be a busy market. Just depends on the product that you might be looking to buy or sell, and that's why you need to talk to a professional. And he is a professional real estate advisor, Alex Jobson of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Check him out, citytosuburb.ca.
Just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's just here for the beer radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is our dedicated Port Coquitlam Beer Show on Sportsnet 650 AM. Just here for the beer at JHFTB on social media. You can also uh, stream the uh, podcast through Spotify, Apple, and, and other sources wherever you get your podcasts from. We're broadcasting from North Paw Brewing in the Fremont Village, Sherling Place, 570 Sherling Place. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Patina Brewing. Patina Woo-hoo! Brewing, yes, yes, yes. And we're welcoming Sarah, who is the Director of Operations, Yun, who is the head brewer, and Kyle, who's among the ownership group. Um, I was just saying uh, earlier on that it's amazing to see how much the beer community has grown in this area. When did Patina come on the scene, and what was the reason behind Patina saying, let's throw down some money and let's build a brewery in, in, uh, in Port Coquitlam? Absolutely. Uh, Patina came on the scene uh, generally in, in about 2018. We started brewing beer. Uh, out of the back of other breweries and uh, we were on 38 taps throughout the Tri-Cities but we didn't open our our bricks and mortar spot until March 6th of 2020. Great so timing. It's yeah. perfect yeah. timing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what, ha- what happened around March 6th of 2020? Yeah. I'm trying to remember there was a little virus that started going around yeah but you know what I mean you you joke about that but I don't think it actually hurt a lot of businesses. I think it helped a lot of local businesses, correct? We had so much community support. When we first opened, we had 10 days where we were open before the pandemic hit. We were full the entire time. Super busy. And then the pandemic hit and everybody was like, no, you just opened. (laughs) And they came to us and they were like, what can we do to support you? And it was awesome. Now, nobody wanted it. Nobody wishes it to happen again. But it really showed, and, and again, you know, when you talk to council members and, and mayors and, and, and that, it shows that if everybody kind of bands together and helps each other out, yes, laws can get passed real fast. You can have a patio or you can, you can do off-sales or you can do deliveries or, or whatever. I mean, again, we don't want this to be around much longer, but it actually kind of worked to the advantage, I, I would say, for a new brewery. Yeah, it, you know, mayor, both, uh, you know, mayor and council, they worked really hard. And uh, and so did the liquor board to quickly help us find an outdoor patio space, such as uh, all the other breweries. Um, one of our biggest uh, concerns was uh, we weren't canning any beer. Yeah. So we had nothing to go out with when it was curbside only. So we went out and grabbed a number of mason jars. We actually bought out <laughs> all bought of out. Canadian Tire's mason jars really? in the Lower Mainland, <laughs> right. and we were selling beer in mason jars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a throwback to the way it used to be years ago yeah. before yeah. Prohibition or whatever. Yeah. Um, we did what we had to do to y- get our beer out there. I, I think I think that's the key. You and you're the head brewer. Right. We were talking a bit off air. Uh, you're from South Korea. Right. So what is your beer background before you decided to, you know, come over this way? What What is your, what um, is your beer story? So I actually uh, measured in uh, Korean cuisine. But that also includes the uh, fermentation, Korean traditional fermentation. And also, uh, I graduated from uh, KPU okay. uh, Brewing School. Oh, there's so many great people have come from KPU. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so many uh, brewers from uh, yeah. uh, KPU. So, uh. so is, there, is, there a, is there a beer scene in, in Korea? Like, I mean, obviously there's beer, but I mean, is there a, like a craft beer scene? Uh, it's actually, it's really uh, growing a lot. Like, uh, not a lot of uh, craft brewery in Korea, mm. but... Uh, 
around maybe around 80 but I think it's kind of like uh, a lot of dramatically like mm -hmm. growing so yeah yeah so you uh, you're, you're you're brewing here now and um, what is what is Yun brought to the brought to the patina family Yun has such a great palate with okay. his beers. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's test batch, test piloting beers in the back. Uh, we were so excited to have his pineapple kettle sour, which was Patina's first kettle sour that mm. came out. It was a huge success. Um, yeah, we're just looking towards the future, and we're picking Yun's brain. So I think he sorry he bring he brings a lot of passion. Yeah, like back there every single day he's in there and we're like Yun, go home he's like I just gotta get this done. I just gotta get this so he brings a lot of commitment and passion we just love with no it. disrespect to the brewing community at all beer's gotten weird over the years because everybody's trying to push the envelope further and further and further I mean I wasn't a fan of sours I'm not gonna lie I, I thought a sour beer to me tasted like bad wine that's what I thought at first but it's since grown on me and I think you have to experience and open your palate but where does it go, Kyle? What do you think as a in the ownership group? What what do you see the next wave of beer being envelope pushing being? You know, I, I think that's a great question, and I don't have an answer for you because we we believe in our brewery team here, and so um, for us, we want to support our brewery team and and be ready to um, help be bold, right? One of our core values there. So. Be bold. I just saw a commercial yesterday on TV for a new cereal, Timbits. Tim yeah. Hortons is then the cereal game now, so you can have Timbits as a cereal. Yeah. Oh. Not a bad idea. Like, Maybe it's worth a try. Yeah, if you want to start your kids <laughs> off with a sugar rush. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, is it possible? I mean, is there anything, and you, you yeah. jump in, is there anything you can't make a beer out of? It? What flavor? Is there anything that would never work? Would never work. Yeah. Like that. I mean, could you do like a, a you can do pickle flavored beer. You could yeah. do Cheerios flavored uh, beer. You could do. Yeah. The funny thing is, uh, Sarah just uh, mentioned like this uh, lunchtime, like she want to brew a beer, like taste like a pickle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe I love pickle. Why not? Yeah, yeah. D dill pickle, not sweet pickle. That's exactly. Yeah. What yeah. Dill. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one will drink sweet pickle. Yeah. There's nothing you can't do with the beer. You know, right, we're talking yeah. about experimenting with different liquors. We're talking yeah. about experimenting with different uh, fruits and yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have a test batch. Let's right. try it. Yeah. Why I think not? you can try anything, and then you just see people out there will drink it and people are looking for different things uh, you, you know what there's a there's a there's a consumer for everything yeah. it may not be pleasant to you to you to you to me someone out there is going to go yeah this is great Absolutely. tell us about tell us about patina so it's a nice looking facility um you fared well during the pandemic or the bulk of the pandemic i presume um what 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 all do you have to offer at patina aside from your great beers Aside from our great beers. Of which I'm having your amber <laughs> lager right now, so Good. thank you. Well done. Good, thank you. Uh, what sets Patina apart is we're also a smokehouse. So we're right. Southern Style Ooh. Barbecue. You, so had, you had me at smokehouse. Yes. Yeah, it really yeah. did, yeah. Brisket, pulled pork, ribs, chicken, cornbread, mac and cheese. So you can come in, you can try our beer, and you can also have a great meal with everything. Yeah. And again, we talked about the initial lockdown period, quarantine period, and how you had to sort of you know, reposition and, and rebrand, or not rebrand, but sort of find a way to, to do business. Are you back to normal now? I mean, uh, obviously masks and passports are the way to go, but um, is everybody playing nice? Or are, you, are you getting any blowback from people? Or is everybody understanding, okay, yeah, I've got to show you this, I'll show you this. I'd say most of the people out there have been most great. People, yeah. yeah, yeah, we've had a great community support and and for the few in between, you know, it is what it is. It's a tough time for everybody. 
Uh, one of the interesting things with us, as you said, is it back to normal? Opening March 6th, we never really had a normal. We don't have <laughs> right? a lot to look back on, <laughs> yeah. you know? All our yeah. trends are like, our life is COVID, so this yeah. is all we've known. Our, our team has always worn masks, and we've always had uh, we've always had plexiglass. So when they tell us we can take down the plexiglass, we're like, well, this is weird. Yeah. Now we have to sit beside each other in our <laughs> restaurant. So, so Yoon, if somebody is going to Patina Brewing for the first time, what's one beer you recommend that they try? Um, especially now it's like Oktoberfest season. Mm -hmm. Like I would recommend drink like the uh, Mar Martin. Martin. Yeah, okay. that's the uh, best beer for now we have. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and also like all the beer is good, but yeah. <laughs> we just brought back our blueberry yeah. meat, which was a huge success last year, and we're so excited. That everybody's very excited to have our blueberry. You, you know what, Sarah? I'm really digging the hat you're wearing. This is radio; you can't see this, but it's it's got Poco on it. Um, is that available? Uh, that is. Come on in. We've got it in different colors too. That's really cool. Yun uh, is the head brewer. Sarah is the director of operations. And Kyle among the ownership group. Patina Brewing, where do we find you and how do we find you on social media? Downtown Port Coquitlam, 2332 Marple Avenue. And social media, Patina Brewing on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us. And we're apparently going to make this a regular thing. We, the mayor says we're going to make this a regular thing. So we're going to make this a regular thing. So thank you very much. Tina Brewing. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Just Here for the Beer Radio is presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. With 25 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan, BC's premier liquor shopping experience is something for everyone. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Every Angry Otter Liquor location has a trained team and a vast curated selection of the best beer from your neighborhood to the province. Check out Angry Otter Liquor on Facebook, Instagram, or angryotterliquor.crs for a list of locations. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3, also available uh, streaming through most devices. Rick? That's right. Uh, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Amazon. Go look for us. And you can follow us on social media at JHFTB, as in just here for the beer. We're doing our dedicated area neighborhood shows. Today we're in Port Coquitlam broadcasting from North Paw Brewing. And I guess the, uh, the newest kids on the block... They're called Boardwalk Brewing. Phil Sachs and Drew Sinden. Welcome yes. to the program, ladies Welcome. and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, so you're a couple months in now, Phil? Yeah, a few months in. A few real months new, in. Real yeah. fresh. And uh, we have not seen the finished product yet. We were out there doing a little neighborhood tour, 
and we saw you about uh, probably about 75% completion. Sure looked nice. Have you, you got everything up and running? It's it's all good? Everything's up and running. Everything's uh, final touches are uh, in place, and yeah, we're rolling now. So what was it like to finally pour that first beer? Because, I mean, again, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how deep and uh, how rich your background is in beer, but... You know, it's, it's one thing to put all this money into something, but it's a long time until you start to get some money back from it. So what was it like to actually finally pour a beer knowing that you're open for business? Oh, that was a pretty amazing experience because it was a long time coming. Uh, we had a few delays along the way, as you could be aware. Um, but, yeah, pulling that first beer, just like any restaurateur or anybody opening their uh, establishment, yes. pulling the first beer and having that like first it. sip is, uh, is something else. It's pretty uh, gratifying. So, Drew Sinden, as head brewer, uh, I know that you have a background in beer, obviously. But when, when did this project uh, present itself to you? And uh, obviously, you want to try and do something maybe a little different than per perhaps what you're, what you're familiar with or, or comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. This was um, about two years ago. They came to me with this, uh, this new business that was opening up here in, po in Poco. And, um, yeah, my background is obviously brewing beer, so I uh, I was excited to kind of bring a different, um, a few different beers that, not something I necessarily worked on before, uh, just some ideas that, that Phil really kind of clicked with, um, and we really kind of like fleshed out recipes together. I mean, obviously the, the ideas like Phil uh, really worked with me to be like, here's what I'm kind of looking at, and I, you know, I wanted to work more. Um, with the yeast to bring out some, some cool flavors. Uh, obviously, I have some really good IPAs on. Um, I'd maybe even uh, evolve on the, uh, the current trend of hazy IPAs and, and hazy beers. So when you started with, with, with a new brewery, how far outside of your comfort zone were you really truly? Or w did you stick with some of the tried and true? Or did he really kind of put the boots to you and said, no, this is what you're going <laughs> to do and, and you're going to like it? Yeah, no, I, I feel like I did come out of the uh, – I, I feel like he did put, put, the, put the pressure on for a few different beers where I'm going, cool. I've never brewed that, but I will write the recipe and brew it. So um, – yeah, I, I think it's been great. I think, uh, you know, I've never done a Blender Vice before, and that's coming on top in the nice. next couple of weeks, and uh, I think it turned out really good. Um, but, yeah, just going with a little more traditional styles, um, you know, a little more uniqueness uh, as far as, like, the IPAs and mm -hmm. things like that. We're, we're definitely something that Phil was saying. We want something that's, like, you know, that you're driving from Vancouver. Yeah, a different level. Yeah, different level. So, sure. Phil, yeah. you are, if my math is correct, what, what Mayor... Uh, Brad West said was uh, there's now six open breweries in Port Coquitlam, so you would be the sixth. We are the You'd sixth. Be the newest. Yeah, so what do you do? Do you kind of scope out the territory and the surrounding area and go, okay, they're doing this, this place is doing that, we're going to do something else? Or what? how do you, how do you plan to, to make your, your brew program? The concept that is, um, I kind of looked at it more as a whole rather than just the breweries in the area, um, kind of seeing the trends and stuff like that in the market. Uh, definitely wanting to capitalize on some of those, but also wanting to kind of branch off and try a little bit, just evolve some of the beers, uh, like the hazies and stuff, obviously very popular, but, um, you know, see what we can push from that, like the flavors people are really familiar with in a hazy beer, but maybe clean it up so you can maybe have a few more of them and like a little bit cleaner, a little bit more refreshing. Not as heavy. <laughs> not, not as much protein in there. Yeah. Now, you, there is this brewery in East Van that I go to a lot called oh. Electric, Electric Bicycle. That's and a good one. That's, yeah. really that's good. a really that's good one. one. Their brewer is on point, I can tell you. <laughs> and they have this they have this beer called Tropical Jam, which again, yes. and we, 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 we just tried that last as weekend. Of, as of October, 
we will have been doing this show for 11 years. If you met me 11 years ago, there's nothing I wouldn't try that didn't say Corona on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my, my palate has expanded considerably. But I would never have thought something like a tropical jam. Is there, as a brewer, as a head brewer, Drew, do you try and always think, okay, what's what's out there? What's the next wave? What's the next phase going to be? And try uh, yeah, and capture yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, uh, you know, sours and hazies, that, that's something you'll hear a lot. You know, oh, I like sours and hazies. Me too, but I want to try something new. I want to try something different. I want to try different ingredients inside these sours. I want to try different combos, different malt bills, things like that. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of where we get to with uh, Boardwalk, especially with this, this IPA. Which we're about to try. You feel free to open it and and, get, uh, oh. and, and pour at will, as, as we discussed. It's excellent. excellent. So, so and, and again, how much of Phil, and I guess at the end of the day, you could be the coolest Cheers, brewery on the block, but at the end of the day, it's, it's called business. Yeah. And if the money isn't coming in the door, then, you know, you got to do something different. So who dictates? Does, does Joe and Joanne customer dictate? Do, do you as the ownership group dictate? Does the head brewer say, no, 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 we got to do this? Or is it kind of a bit of each? I think it's that we're, that's an interesting point without we're coming into right now where we're trying to decide what our core beers are going to be, what we're going in package with. Um, and right now, I think when you start off, you kind of have to make that decision for yourself uh, and be like, this is, the, mm -hmm. this is the style that we want to represent ourselves. Um, but, you know, if it's not working out, mm -hmm. if it's not selling, yeah. we got to listen to the public and we got to shift and, you know, whatever is selling, we're going to go that trend. You, you have to reflect the, the trends yeah. of the day, unless you want to be on that island where I say, if you don't like us, then stay away. But yeah, again, it's called it. business yeah. and we all we all work for a paycheck at the end of the day, do we yeah. not? Yeah. yeah. So what was the, um, and, and I remember we were at House of Funk in North Vancouver on opening day. I was Correct. there on opening day and there was a lineup of people. And we call them affectionately. We know them as as beer nerds. But but was there that lineup waiting for that to be able to get on social media and go? I just had the first beer at Boardwalk Brewing. What was what was opening day like? <laughs> opening day, we uh, definitely did like a very soft open. We had like um, you know it was pretty limited on staff, etc. So we weren't blasting the uh, airwaves with uh, hype. But um, you know people were tracking us for a while on our social media and stuff like that. And as soon as they saw like, oh, you're open. You know, especially our neighbors across the street, they were like, oh, i got to be there. And yeah. I remember there was a lineup at the door, and a few guys just waiting to barge in and try all the beers. And we we're It's got to put a excited. smile on your face. Yeah, it was very cool. They're nice. like, you know, something that you put so much work into, and somebody's so excited to try that first sip and being the first ones to be now, in the door. You know? I remember, um, where are you exactly located? Tell us, tell us the address. We're at uh, 2155. 575 Seaborn Ave. Seaborn Ave, okay. So literally a two-minute drive a, a two down the road from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. North Paw, right? right? And so if that's the first one you hit. You, if I remember correctly, you were across... Five-minute stumble. You, yeah. <laughs> you were across the parking lot from among the biggest churches I have ever seen. <laughs> yes. And I remember telling... I think I told you the story. I used to work in Victoria Radio years ago. And there is this one four-corner area where there's three churches and one McDonald's okay, <laughs> on the fourth corner. Yeah. And Sundays... Forget about it. And I always said, I wonder if you're going to have, have, are you doing Sunday brunch? Uh, we haven't gone into the brunches yet. Okay. We're trying to involve our menu. Like we yeah. do, we have started off kind of slow and yeah. we're like, 
let's just make sure everything works so it, we execute it properly. And uh, working in restaurants previously, brunch is a very, very hard thing to execute. Yeah. So we we'll want to just make sure we have our ducks in a row. And uh, uh, Phil Sachs, uh, listen, we enjoy the journey that you've been on, and we've not yet been into the finished product. We're going to make a, a beeline for that. Uh, Drew Sinden, who is the head brewer, congratulations on finally being open, and best of luck going forward for Boardwalk Room. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers, sure. boys. Thank you. Hey guys, how you doing? Shane here, owner and operator of Good Lad Clothing, 3283 Main Street, right on the corner of Main and 17th next to the General Public Restaurant. Guess what? It's getting cold outside. That means that everybody needs jackets, everybody's going to need hoodies, and we're certainly going to need heavy sweaters, and we have all three of those. Good Lad Clothing, 3283 Main Street. Come on down, grab one of those, and you'll be ready for winter. I'm just here for the it is our dedicated Port Coquitlam Beer Show, just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM. Also 96.9 FM HD3. Joe Larry along with Rick Mohabir. You can check us out on social media at JHFTV. Uh, you can also uh, listen to previous episodes. You said, going back about seven years of podcasts. Yeah, we've we got quite a, quite a good quite uh, library there, Mr. Larry. Yeah, and if you're a first-time listener, we're actually coming up on our 11th anniversary of this radio Next show. Next month. <laughs> Crazy. We're broadcasting from North Paw Brewing in Port Coquitlam. It is our dedicated program. We are thanks to all of the participating sponsors, all of the brewers that are making the six breweries now in Port Coquitlam, which wow. is just absolutely amazing. Yes. And our thanks to Mayor Brad West. Mayor West. Yes. That, the other Mayor West yeah, for, yes, for the making real this possible. Mayor West. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and no no dedicated area show is complete without some sort of sustenance, some sort of food stuffs. And my God, we fell into a trap uh, a year ago. We tried for the first time ever Emilio Fanati pizza, pizza in yes. our Langley Loop show. And we, we met Jason, and we said, where have you been all our lives? That's where, right. Why have I it, not it, heard about this before? It was like crack. We were hooked. It was, absolutely. Aaron German is the big cheese from Emilio yeah. Pizza, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> and uh, here's the thing. We don't give enough credit to people like Aaron, who isn't even open today. He opened up to make pizza for the crew. Seriously? You gotta do what you love, man. Yeah, exactly, buddy. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Emilio Fanati is a really cool story, uh, and there's only a couple of locations as currently sits. There's one, I believe, in White Rock. White Rock, Langley, and just now our new corporate facility, Test Kitchen. It's kind of like my my mad pizza laboratory where I can do menu development and try out new recipes, and uh, and, and yeah, just have a lot of fun making pizza so and i guess you're kind of staying in the the outlying areas you're not going to the core city of, of vancouver which is fine but again you know for people that have not been to areas like this when i first tried your pizza and again today where has this been all my life like serious we don't advertise it's uh it's a product where i find it does its own advertising and i've i've built the build business slowly over the years i didn't want to rush anything you know, I, I've always take, I've always had my time with it. I'm having a great time with it, to be honest with you. It's a dream job, and uh, it, overall, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It, and it has been growing the company over the last 16 years. Three locations: uh, White Rock, Langley, Pork Aquilum. And what's amazing about this Pork Aquilum location being around all these breweries, uh, there's a lot of synergy, especially during this this turbulent time where we can be an extension of each other's occupancy. 
So if there's not enough room here at North Paw, then they can come over to our our uh, our establishment where we have dine-in. We serve the same a lot of the same beer. The BA Juicy is fantastic. It's what I'm drinking right now. You you know I. In high school, I, I worked at a pizza joint. Your traditional restaurant, right? What, 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 you know, your ham and pineapples, your pepperonis, your da 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 da. Your, your staples. What are you doing differently, my friend? Because I know you've thrown some stuff out here, and I've just been like, God damn. It's it's definitely a labor of love, and and it's uh, when I was right in my early years as a little shaver crafting pizza, I wanted to create something unique that you can find anywhere else. Um, a brief history of, of Emilio Fanati. He was a friend of my dad's in the 50s when they got together. The food they made is what brought the friends and family together. Nice. My dad, being a bit of a nomad, traveling salesman, he tried out a lot of these diners, drive-ins and dives throughout the Midwestern United States. Came back after being on away uh, for a few months on the road, share some of these foodie adventures with me, and it, it really got me engaged in the uh, in, into the you know in the early years in the hospitality industry. So I, my first gig was at a pizza place. Cool. And it just was amazing. It was, it was. I fell in love at first bite, and I, I wanted to. I wanted to start crafting my own pizza at home. And history was kind of repeating itself. It was bringing the friends and family together. My dad was said, "Hey, Sonny boy, you got to start your own place one day and call it after my friend Emilio <laughs> your Fanati." Dad, your dad actually called, called you Sonny, Sonny boy? boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I took a leap. I had some scratch saved up from from working pizzerias and here and there. And I took my first leap instead of post-secondary. I invested in it. Yeah, you know I started my first pizzeria scratch location. Scratch is a word people don't use enough. Uh, it's, it's, that's it's, an old-school term, Mr. Larry. That's almost our generation. Maybe Aaron is bringing that one back. Um, I'm going to ask you what I ask brewers. is Because, I mean, beer has gotten ridiculously crazy in terms of there's nothing you can't probably find in a beer short of vegetables. But is there anything you can't do with a pizza? It's limitless. You can honestly have a different pizza every day for the rest of your life and still have leftover. So could you do, like, I remember Flying Wedge years ago. Yes. had, like, a broccoli and broccoli and peanut butter and or something. It was just, it, it was bizarre, but there's always a taker for it. Are you that guy you're trying to push? Because like, your pizzas are solid. Don't get me wrong. They're solid. But do you ever go a little crazy and just go, hey, what the hell? Why not just try this out for a bit? Every Friday uh, at our locations, we test out a new pizza just, just for the heck of it, playing around with different ingredients. It's something for our culinary teams to practice and, and be a little bit adventurous, make something new, something different, you know, just, just to engage with the public, get their feedback, and if it's popular enough, it'll make the menu. Um, what is the, what's the pepperoni pizza still the most popular pizza? Uh, this summer, it's actually been in our, our Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. Tomato sauce, cheese, smoked ham, bacon, pineapple. So you're of the belief then, because there's this raging debate, <laughs> does, does pineapple this? belong? In, I, I'm fine with it. Just don't ask any Italian. <laughs> in your say. That's, 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 that's insult to them. Uh, so uh, Hawaiian pizza is, is the top seller. Um, what's one that's kind of on off the radar that people might want to know about if they visit Emilio Fanati? Uh, we have there's a bit of a secret menu um, where mm. we can where we can build some of the pizzas that we've featured in the past. It never hurts to ask. We also have uh, well at our Pork Equivalent location, for example, we always have other ingredients kicking around that we experiment with that we bring in weekly. Um, just ask what's hot, and and even customers will come in just and just say, hey, make me something good, this is what I don't like, or just go crazy and, and we'll build it up. Aaron German is the big cheese of Emilio Fanati pizza. It kind of rolls off the tongue, Yes, it? it does. And, and again, it, I yep. can't thank you enough. Uh, your, your, your 
compadre Aaron, or uh, Jason helped us out on our Langley shows. Uh, for you to open up your store today, just to make yeah, pieces for us. That was thank solid. You. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much. Hey, thank, thank you so you. much for all of your appetites, and, yeah. and great, to, great to be on the show today. You got it. That is a wrap from North Pop Brewing in Port Coquitlam. Again, our thanks to all the local brewers. Our thanks to Emilio Fanati Pizza. Our thanks to Courtney Brown and Phil from, hosting. Uh, from hosting us here at North Paw. And our thanks to Greg Ballin, yes. producer extraordinaire. Go Jays. Yeah, Woo-hoo. let's go Jays. That's a wrap for Just Here for the Beer on Sportsnet 650. Just Here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Just Here for the Beer Radio is presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. With 25 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan, BC's premier liquor shopping experience is something for everyone. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Every Angry Otter liquor location has a trained team and a vast curated selection of the best beer from your neighborhood to the province. Check out Angry Otter Liquor on Facebook, Instagram, or angryotterliquor.crs for a list of locations.